0: That's org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to com. My name is Brandon Hoy. Co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place.
1: Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the Internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded high and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are to pluck the low-hanging fruit of the literati. Your hosts,
2: Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Hello. We had to do, we we couldn't do a new intro, but Mike Edison is not here today. He's in Chicago. <laughs> so I had to have two people come in to make up for the amount of noise that Mike Edison normally makes. <laughs> um, my special co-host for today is an old friend of mine from high school, and we're still friends. Val Frankel, a very successful authoress, author of... It's Hard Not to Hate You, as well as 25 other books and the upcoming Snooky blockbuster, Gorilla Beach. Hi, Val. Welcome. Hi, Judy.
3: Thank you. Or should I say Violet? (laughs) That's my pseudonym in her book. I read all about Judy's hijinks in high school.
2: My dad said I seemed like the most sensible person in the book. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. (laughs) Which is pretty scary if you have an unfiltered memory of my high school experience. But but keeping with the mics, we have... um, Sort of filling in for the other Mike, although he prefers the more formal Michael. Well, in Ma- writing. <laughs> Michael Malice, author of the upcoming book by D.L. He- co- uh, co-author <laughs> of D.L. Hughley's next book. Um, I can't remember the name of it,
4: but Michael will tell us. Uh, I want you to shut the fuck up. Wow. But the, just the the, le- the letters. No, we might have it. They wanted a slur in the title because of go the fuck to sleep. Um, right. oh, right. <laughs> so they're says, jumping
2: on that success. <laughs> yeah.
4: It's going to be D.L. as Uncle Sam on the cover. I want you to shut the fuck up.
2: Wow. Are they going to have trouble getting into Walmart, do you think?
4: Well, because, you know, maybe getting into Denny's, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can get in. They just can't get served. (laughs) Uh, I I don't know that
4: Walmart has ever been a concern for D.L. Hughley, to be honest.
2: Yeah, he's kind of above that. Um, What we're talking about today is being Um, shut-ins. Freelance writers are generally at home alone a lot. There are other professions that do that, too, but... The ones that I know are all freelance writers. So I wanted to talk to you guys about how you um, deal. Now, Val
3: has family. I do. I have two children and a <laughs> husband who also is a shut-in. <laughs> well, he's an opera singer <clears throat> and a musician, so he works nights mainly. So, um, but we do knock around the house a lot during the day. And uh, no, oh, my God, not, not uh, you know, in a nice way, Lucy. The daughter just thought I meant something else by knock about the house. Having sex on every
2: surface while you guys are at school. That doesn't happen until they're at camp during the summer, honestly. <laughs> oh, honestly. we're upsetting, Michael. <laughs> but Michael, okay, I have cats at home. So I talk to my cats all day, being a cat lady. You have
3: succulents.
4: I have 200 plant species in my house. That's correct. And do, you- do you talk to the plants? They talk to me. <laughs> what do they say? Killed the mailman. <laughs> and the dog agrees.
2: Wait, do you have a dog too?
4: No, oh. that's what makes it scary
2: <laughs> I love the mailman The mailman can make or break my mood for the day
3: Depending if he brings a check or a bill Yes Yes, I hear that I don't know that I have any
4: interaction with the mailman
2: I, Yeah, I, I don't I'll, either I'll listen to it I'll listen for it and go like oh, I think I hear the door And it's I'll go door. running like a little yappy dog It's my human <laughs> contact for the day I have a really cute UPS guy That's my. Sometimes I just order stuff from Amazon Just see him <laughs>
3: To see your special love,
2: I do love him. But sometimes we get the fill-in guy. The fill-in guy will just leave stuff on my stoop, right like, just in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, like that's, that's not nice. Allowed.
4: That's that- against UPS regulations too.
2: <laughs> I think that you should
3: write them a letter. Sh-
2: we should all write them a letter. So wait. So how do you guys? I working home alone. You don't have a boss standing over your shoulder.
4: Well, no. Jesus is my boss and my co-pilot.
2: <laughs> well, not everyone has such a close relationship with the Lord as you do, Michael. They do. They just
3: don't know it. <laughs> they haven't been tapped yet. Yeah.
2: How do you deal with procrastination? Like the, the temptation to go and just constantly refresh the comments on reblogging Donk or something. Well, this is, I mean, I've
4: given a lot of thought to this question. And, and I've got a really short but really pertinent answer. Uh, one of the, you know, this you see movies that change your life and affect you profoundly, and one of those movies for me was about a boy with Hugh Grant, who I loathe. But the premise of the film is his dad wrote this great Christmas uh, song. Right. And because of the residuals, he never has to work. Right. And he explains at the beginning of the movie how he divides the day into segments, like getting his hair carefully mussed up. Right, 15-minute intervals. Right, it's two segments and, and, you know, making cappuccinos one segment. So I actually have, like, extreme structure or else I'll go crazy. Really? Yes. So you mean you write
3: from, you know, noon to three...
4: No, I can only write for an hour at a time. But I'll do three shifts at a day. But I also have a rule that I, as a guy, I have to go out and hunt one of my meals, or else I'll go crazy. So every, I have to have one meal outside the house every day.
3: But do you just like at a restaurant. You're not cornering a squirrel, or or churning no, no, no,
4: no. your own butter. No, but like I'll meet someone or, or something like that. You right. don't
2: find that lunch screws
3: up your day? Yeah, I do. I hate. I, going. I hate
4: lunches. How?
3: Cause because the, cause you have to go somewhere and you then you go right. And usually it's in the city. Yeah. So you take the train to Manhattan. That's forty five minutes, and then you have an hour and a half lunch, and then you, by the time you come back, you and know it, it's already the afternoon. But those are three
4: segments. You see, it fits into. It's like Tetris.
3: I I have to say that in you know what I've learned over the years watching hugely successful people in my acquaintance is that they gain energy from doing things like taking the train and having a lunch or a meeting where it sucks the energy
4: really? clean. Me from too. It.
3: If a lunch, forget it. That's it wow. for the day. Wow. Yeah.
4: I, I feel like I've accomplished something by going to a lunch.
3: Yeah, I get the accomplishment feeling, but I'm totally drained.
2: And, and then you could, like, get distracted on the way back. Like, oh, well, let me just look in filings or something. Well, right. It's
4: true. Or like, the it, farmer's market. No, it's I don't. It's you know like shopping. Shop. Uh, that's all you girls think about, isn't <laughs> know. it? Shop, know shopping true. in our periods.
3: Shopping in our shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I think that's I I like the time interval and the, definitely the work for an hour yeah. and then take a break and
4: then you don't feel guilty about taking the break because like you know sometimes your brain's like you're not haven't written enough so if you program those breaks in it's a lot easier.
2: It's true. What about I am like I cannot be on I am because like fifty people will I am me so I'm always hitting. No one
4: likes to show off, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> not- I, don't, I don't have that problem. No one wants I'm to talk. So yeah, no fun. one wants to talk to me either. So <laughs> and. So you're fired. But it's all people with
3: real jobs who don't do anything all day. because they're. We have
4: real jobs. We just don't go to okay. an office. Well,
3: the thing is that they get paid yeah. to sit around and I am their friends. Exactly. Where we don't get paid unless we don't I am people. Yeah. So, so. I guess I, I, I couldn't do the time interval thing. Be, well, I mean, I, I just basically go until I cannot go any further. And that could be 10 minutes or it could be two hours. But
2: you're really prolific, too. I yeah. mean, you, you,
3: you can churn them out and everything's good. Yeah, I cannot... Since the the new memoir came out... I I produces, right. But since the memoir came out... What memoir is that? (laughs) This is the the memoir called It's Hard Not to Hate You. Where is that available? It's available where bookstores are... uh, Where bookstores are. (laughs) (laughs) And in them. In them as well. And And also on on Amazon. Amazon. But, you know, it is... I do... I am prolific and I do uh, come out with a lot of stuff. But it's all because I have to. I have to pay tuition and... but when the book came out, you know, I sent my mass emails apologetically, but it has to happen. And people at parents' night at school, three different people, you know, of course, I barely talk to the the other parents because
2: <laughs> Cause you're cause a I hate them, because I Hateful. hate everybody. No wonder
3: nobody IMs you, Val. It's true. Yeah, <laughs>
4: hater. hater hate. Hater's going to hate. Uh,
3: three separate people came out to me. It was like, oh, I saw the email about your new book. Man, you sure do crank them out. And wow. I have to say, I'd like a ban on the phrase "crank them, crank out." I did
4: say churn. You did churn, and I, I... crank.
3: I, it's not butter I'm making. <laughs> it's not sausage. I am. I, I, I did I'm not, sorry. I, did not I think mean... your
4: anecdotes go down like butter, smooth and delicious. Ooh. Ooh,
3: ooh, I just felt a tingle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, I feel guilt- and I feel guilty.
3: <laughs>
2: Husband and daughter sitting right here, Malice. <laughs>
4: I feel guilty for eating butter, I meant. What is wrong with you, woman? Jeez, lady.
2: Now, what about the, the um, occasional... A lot of people, when they have jobs, I, I always enjoy talking to other humans. Like, how do you deal with the loneliness? Do you call Lonely. Wait,
4: first of all, I like the presumption that there's loneliness. <laughs>
2: I feel lonely. Sometimes. Isolation
4: and loneliness are not the same thing.
2: Okay. I, this is what happens to me a lot of times. Uh, oh, I will go. work.
4: Oh, here we go. Okay. We're procrastinate,
2: whatever from eight till eight. And then. Wow. That's a long day. Wow. Time. Okay. I, I, there are big procrastination that's breaks. That's a big
4: day. That's a wow. big. <laughs> eight to eight, 12 hours of procrastination. Where do you fit your television in?
2: I don't really, After I eight. don't really watch TV until nighttime.
4: I guess you're better than us, huh?
2: <laughs> I, I like television. I love. I watch a lot of crap TV. I'm not better. I'm not one of those. I don't watch TV. Okay. people. And now that Oprah's off, I really have nothing to watch in the afternoon. It's right. I don't
3: turn on the TV until the news, but that starts at six.
2: Yeah, I don't do that. But but then when I go when I meet I somebody like, like for a drink or for dinner, I talk so much. So oh,
3: I know so I always like, apologize <laughs> too. I, I'm like, listen, I or if I'm interviewing somebody for the first time mm-hmm. or if I just to have a friend conversation with like a new person i always feel like i'm blabbing and i often apologize and say look i'm sorry i don't talk enough and i'm out of practice and i'm sorry you you guys have
4: it way off and this is what i do all day i have i uh ic's or uh ias which are imaginary arguments or imaginary conversations (laughs) that way when you're meeting someone the anecdote is in tip-top shape or if you have to argue with someone you have comebacks for everything that they say so you'll seem incredibly witty and urbane.
3: It's true but wow. you but you're like a super genius like you can catalog all those responses and you're yeah. you're good to, I'm just not that smart. I'm, sorry. I'm like Inky yes, get
2: off the are. table.
4: You are that smart and everyone's that smart. No, Come on.
2: Nobody's going to get on the table in front of me i know what to do if someone stands on the table it but doesn't like take a lot of
4: intelligence to anticipate what a stupid person will say in an argument <laughs> oh,
2: but why are you going to talk to stupid
4: people have, have you met, have you met the earth <laughs> there's a lot of them out there i'm looking at some uh, not, uh, not, 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 not present not the, company not the fam
3: um I do like to have at least one or two friend talks during the day. And I have like three people, you know, as you, I wrote in list. my memoir. It's hard Me not Neither. to you. Wow. Haters going to hate. I have three friends, basically. Man,
4: she's kind of a oh. bitch, huh?
3: <laughs> And I talk to them during the day. And also my mother. She usually calls. I would love Your to. Your
2: mother, who has yet to read
4: any of any of your memoirs would you love to get a call from val i enjoy speaking with her i think she has a lot of advice to offer but i guess it's never gonna happen we're
3: not we're not on her short list (laughs) yeah we're not
4: you're not even bronze medalists (laughs) judy and i often email during the day that's not what you who cares we're not backpedaling this is changing the subject (laughs) she has three friends michael i guess your number is what seven eight. Cause, Judy. Because someone's going to get ill out of those three so she's going to call number four and that's never happened so you're probably at number
3: six. I'm having a hot flash. It's happening.
2: Look at her changing the subject. Uh, wow. Okay we'll let you off the, ho- the hot seat. No
4: Don't one... speak for me. <laughs> okay, Mal is wrong, but It's hard not to hate you. <laughs> what was that? It's hard not... <laughs> Available at bn.com. Uh,
2: so... <coughs> I'm a little sick today. I'm sick of Val. <laughs>
4: In her uppity ways. In her three.
3: <laughs> what? Maybe we should call some of your friends. I know.
2: One of the
4: three. Maybe one of them will call in. No.
2: Well, not. actually, um, Mike Edison might be calling in. He's on the road. He's promoting his book, Dirty, 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 which is also available on Amazon.com and many fine bookstores. And at
4: <laughs> And
2: he's going to be at the University of Chicago today at uh, 3 p.m. Chicago time, which, or 2 p.m. Chicago time, which is 3 p.m. our time. So if you're in Chicago listening, you still have time to get there. Go to com for more uh, details.
3: Details. Info. Yes. Thank you, Val. I'm actually reading Mike's book right now, and I think it's pretty amazing.
2: It is pretty good. Yeah, I like it. Um, As and- someone
3: who is like 100% self-referential in the memoirs that I write, including It's Hard Not to Hate You. Uh, Wait, how could you not be reporting- self-referential in a memoir? Well, I am.
4: But uh, how can you not be self-referential?
3: Well, yes, exactly. But Mike's thing is so well-reported and Uh, uh, so contextual. I mean, he really is putting these porn guys in their place in history. His
2: his Hugh Hefner um, take is not so... Not so kind to Hugh, Val. You took my notes for your hot flash. She thinks she's
3: better
4: than us. I she think really that's the does. consensus. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I know my hot flash is definitely better than yours.
2: So, so what? What do you think is the best thing about writing at home? I, I personally like like sitting around in my underpants, underwear. Yeah, yeah you know, it's that.
3: true. It's such a. It's like a true cliche. It really is the like, pajamas thing.
2: Well, my friend is my friend who lives downstairs from me. Just got a job where she's working at home for Discovery News, and I came, We go for. We try to go for a walk. Like once a day to get out of the house and have human contact. Oh my God. And, and, she, and you do boot camp too. I do boot camp twice a week. Yeah. But she, um, she's like, Oh, look at me. I'm such a slob. I was like, you're still wearing pants at snap. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't given into like the sweatpants yet. yet. Um, so, so that is my best thing. What, what about you, Michael? The
4: thing about me with, with writing, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's some kind of atavistic animal thing. Like I can't, like if I'm going to the bathroom, I can't have people talking to me or be around me. Like I've got to be in my space. You're pea shy. Well, it's also if like if I'm no, poop if I'm doing number two and my friends in the living room and they're like I'm gonna change the chat I'm like no you're supposed to pretend I'm not here like I can't handle it um, <laughs> oh my god so the same thing with the writing I, I, if someone's in my apartment I can't do it like I got to be so focused so I, yeah, I just really like being in yeah, my man it's cave
3: true. it's true
2: well we're gonna take a, a short break and we're gonna hear um, from one of Val's favorites Ryan Adams. Um, doing a song about loneliness, not that Michael's lonely Um, it's called (laughs) Dear Chicago
4: I don't it's kind of a wimpy song
0: (laughs) Dear Chicago You never guess You know the girl you said to me Sunday Well I got something to confess She picked me up on Friday Asked me if she reminded me of you I just laughed and lit a cigarette Said that's impossible to do Life's in simple sense And the fluctuate so much Happy and sad and back again We're not crying now too much But think about you all the time It's strange and hard to deal Think about you I there And those blankets last so still Nothing breathes here in the cold Nothing moves or even smile. I've been thinking some of the suicide.
2: Okay, and we're Hello. back. Hi. We're back and people oh, are looking look at, at us. Oh my God, they can hear you. So? <laughs> they
4: can? I don't know. No, they can't. <laughs> it's a one way mirror. remember.
2: Yeah, they can't see you either. Listen to your mother. Press Do press Tam, Michael. <laughs> Come what? on. Do press Tam.
4: Press Tam? I think he's...
3: She's
2: you don't know what pressed Tam yeah, is? No, what's that? It's when you... you put your ass against the window oh ass on the glass nobody Is knows that, a little that?
4: boorish <laughs> yes well yes thank you for asking
2: <laughs> so yeah so i can't work with other people around either like going know. to coffee shops to write oh, that my was like
4: God. it's exhibition to i think well people- oh
2: i
3: know i don't the, the i the the author arthur phillips who wrote he's a one of those literary types that that is incredibly smart, but doesn't sell a lot of books, unfortunately. He sits in this local um, cafe in my neighborhood all day, writing his incredibly complex plots. And I just see him there, and I cannot believe it. Yeah, I, I need total silence. Like when yeah. when my husband comes in the room and he's sort of fussing around behind me. My desk is terrible feng shui because my back is to the door, and I just get irrationally angry at him yep and you you guys at least have two floors No. no (laughs) so i just sort of like say these really obnoxious things like you know how much longer are you gonna futz around and annoy me get out get out (laughs) get out and then he leaves and he's upset and you know then we have a little fight but we make up (laughs) (laughs) on the kitchen counter it's like every day is a drama working at home apparently
4: every day is a porno The porno
3: with drama. For a while. And comedy. For a while, Spiro (laughs) was working out (laughs) of our
0: apartment,
2: too. And we have a railroad with no doors. Right. And that made me feel like I was going to murder him. Yeah. But you definitely need space. Yeah. For sure. So, So, what is the worst thing about working at home by yourself?
4: The downstairs neighbors with the reggaeton. Oh, every song what? reggaeton music. Oh. See, I'm not as white as you, so I'm familiar. I mean, you're with, so black. With, I, <laughs> I didn't say I black. Was. That's Dominican. Oh. oh man, hater's gonna hate. <laughs> and every song sounds the same, and you can feel it on the floor. They do. They play it all day. No, I, it's just enough that it, I'm anticipating them playing.
3: It. <laughs> yeah, noise is a terror. Like we have dogs. That live in
4: the downstairs Ugh. apartment, and they bark, and you, you I can want get, to kill them. You can get something to get them to stop, like these silent things.
2: it will birth their eardrums? Like whenever
4: they bark, they will hear a tone, and the owners won't hear it. Oh. And it'll work through the floor. Really? Yeah, or just put it like a mezuzah.
3: I... <laughs> <laughs> what is that gonna do? Because, they'll choke on it. No,
4: when the dogs bark, they'll hear this high pitched noise, and they'll their dogs aren't that that stupid. Oh, so
3: I had to put it in the muzzles down there, yeah, on
4: their landing. But I think it'll work through the door, the floor. She's watching. Oh, these lesbians are looking at us. Shut. Uh, up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have I have two personal trainers living next door who have really loud acrobatic sex that oh. shakes. Are they? My- are
4: you mean two gay men?
2: No, no, they're a straight couple. Oh, okay. They have the loudest sex I've ever heard, and spirit one time spirit thought it was an earthquake, oh and my then we heard God. their howls, and their their bed is against our sofa <laughs> it's it, that's but well, that's not really a bad thing about working at home. it just makes me hate them well, it's a distraction jealous. the worst thing it,
3: the thing about working from home is the distractions that are there
2: and if you're looking for one, you and can find look, it
3: exactly I mean, even just sitting in front of the computer, I heard somebody say that uh. The guy, Joshua for who wrote Moonwalking with Einstein. I'm reading that right now. Which is so amazing. I uh, loved it. Mm-hmm. You pro- it, It's not... You're smarter than him, so you're probably... in. Wow,
4: I'll take that compliment.
3: Uh, anyway. I'll remember that compliment. What he did is he turned off his airport for five hours every day. I have
2: a program called Freedom that will block your internet access until you... You can say like an hour oh, off and... Um, you know, It, it won't, counts down. It counts right. down, and it won't let you go online unless you restart your computer, which See, I have to I do. I kind of
4: feel like I would be. I, I, this sounds crazy as even as I'm saying it, but I feel like I'd be ethically opposed. Like, if I need a program to do this, this is some flaw in my character that I need to address. Like, oh I'm, my God, I'm, you're, you're, you're not too hard in, on yourself. That's what happens when you read Ayn Rand.
2: Don't you? Have, <laughs> when you read and enjoy Ayn Rand. Yeah. <laughs>
4: for pleasure.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I have no pro- I have a lot of character flaws. My internet addiction is just one of the smaller ones. Right.
3: And often, you know, when you're doing a story like a journalism story or just anything and you need to check the name or check an address or just a source or something, you need the internet that second.
2: Yeah, and I mean Michael, you probably don't remember the days without the internet when you were writing a story, but it was very
4: hard. It's so easy now. Uh, excuse me, Judy <laughs> McGuire, but my first paycheck was writing for Tropical Fish Hobbyist in National Aquarium <laughs> Magazine when I was in high school, and rest assured that the facts about the longhorn cowfish Lectura cornuta were not available to me at a fingertips notice.
3: <laughs> you had to go to the fish library?
4: No, I had to observe my specimens <laughs> and extrapolate from that.
3: And you probably checked your facts in a book.
4: I did. It was um, there's this big encyclopedia about every aquarium fish ever.
3: Is it an ichthyology?
4: Ichthyology is for is for the scientists. So we're more uh, marine culture. I think's the term. It's just like the difference between horticulture and botany. So you traded
3: your fish for plants.
4: Yeah. Why the blackout? Harvey Picar wrote a story about it in our movie The Black eye. I had something called a soap fish and it's called a soap because when it's freaked out it can release a cloud of soapy poison and it took out the whole tank including itself wow it was really intense
3: Ugh. Oh. That would make well, me- that is not going to happen with your plants.
4: That is correct.
3: <laughs> they are not going to kill each other in a mass murder-suicide. That is
4: correct. <laughs> but they do whisper a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really do t- want to know what they, they say. It's, I don't speak French. Do they say vote democratic? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they wouldn't say that.
2: <laughs> so, so do you guys ever have people say, like, you should write about this and then oh. tell you some really boring story no, You know what No, you know
3: what I get? Every, you oh, know, I since I started doing more ghostwriting people random people email me saying i really hope you'll tell you'll write my story or will will you talk to me about writing a book and i'll pay you you know like 50 bucks (laughs) somebody asked me what i would charge and i sent back a completely honest email and never heard from her again i get you
4: should write my book yeah and ayn rand i'm gonna quote her because you will agree with her and that'll shock you both she said Something is not of interest simply because it happens to you, and this is from the Archbishop of Selfishness. And that's really true. Everyone thinks their life is worthy of a memoir when clearly only Val and my lives are worthy the memoirs.
3: I know. It's like the willful delusion to believe yeah. that anybody else would give a shit.
4: Because about it. how often do people pay you for your stories? Ask that part. You know what I mean? But no right. one wants to hear that. Yeah. Well, they, you know, the- they, they want
3: to believe that your experiences, that other people can relate to your
4: experiences. No, I think they just think they're special interesting. But as Fight Club's taught us, you're not a special snowflake. By the way, Ego and Hubris is available right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Michael Malice
4: story by Harvey Pekar,
3: Which is a brilliant book that really I totally great. love. And we actually had Michael
4: sign our copy every, today. I, I, every review was positive, which blew my mind. Wow. Even though the Onion h- called me a human cockroach.
3: Really? That's a compliment I think from they that.
4: meant in the sense that I'm indefatigable and can't be destroyed. But there's the subtext there, too.
3: <laughs> or that you'll survive yeah. past the
4: next Ice Age.
3: <laughs> it really was a fun book. So what are you guys working on now, Val? I am uh, doing the edits on Gorilla Beach, which is the Snooky sequel. Sneakquel. Sneakquel. The friggin' sneakquel, <laughs> as I call it. And I am going to be doing another ghostwriting project with a very fashionable friend of mine who also lives in Brooklyn. Who Obviously, has a not TV me. Show oh. about the things that you shouldn't wear. Who could say. it be? Who could it possibly be? Hmm.
4: Don't you? Can I ask? A qu- like, don't you? F- I never have done a book without my name on it. Yeah. Is that like a like a dilemma for you? No. Okay.
2: No, because I it figure- would be a big dilemma for you, wouldn't it, Michael?
4: Yeah. With the it's the, the, un- the Rand thing. <laughs> it's just like I put my heart and soul into this. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't. Maybe that's my mistake. Uh, and, you know, I want credit for it.
2: Okay, speaking of ego and hubris, we
3: have um, Mike Edison on the <laughs> oh, phone. Oh, <laughs> Mike Edison. Mike, I love your book. It's so much fun.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you guys are behaving yourself. Nope. I'm a little fearful of uh, Judy's imperialist ways. We've, we've, re- we've redrawn the postcard. The show.
2: We've we- redrawn the logo. It's just the Judy show. You've
1: been replaced. I know. We have another so Michael I, uh, here. You know, we we, we had some nice run, though, Judy, didn't we? We wore the thing with two heads. You were
2: were good until you retired to the Midwest.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you something. We're at the University of Chicago right now, and there is a room full of the best-looking student bodies you could possibly imagine. Michael
3: just said there's not a single attractive person in Chicago. True? Lie.
1: Send me yeah, the, not true because Mickey Finn, the world's greatest piano player, is here, and he's very good looking. <laughs>
4: send me a pic of one good-looking woman.
2: Oh, I could send you a few. No, not Photoshop. In Chicago.
4: No, from Chicago.
1: There's plenty of good-looking women. <laughs> False. The chicks here are dynamite looking. This is like, you You mean because they should
4: be exploded?
1: You know, (laughs) I mean, if you go to the north side, it's all like jocks and frat boys where we were last night. But, uh, this everybody here is like really cute and really smart. looking.
4: I don't believe you.
2: And you had a a pizza named after you, didn't you, Mike, while you were out there?
1: Last night was the was the Mike Anderson Dirty Pie coronation ceremony. This is the way the story is. We played at a pizzeria last night. We fucked up these kids with our dirty blues and tales of uh, pornography in a, in a pizzeria, and now we're playing in an art gallery in a museum
4: Why at is the this pizza, of Chicago. Why is this pizza so salty? <laughs>
3: <laughs> why
4: does this pizza taste like tuna? <laughs>
1: Uh, it doesn't taste like my balls, right?
2: <laughs> now we have a Geezy. we have a child in here,
1: <laughs> and a
4: ma- and a man child.
1: <laughs> so, well, the- I don't want to keep you away from your campaign to take over the Heritage Radio Network. <laughs> you know,
2: Katie and Patrick split up. It could be us next, Mike.
1: Who's Katie? And oh Patrick? my God! You know, it's like it's like it's like cage our- match. Our- who's Mary and who's Rhoda? You know, <laughs> I'm Mary. Yeah, keep these kids in line. I'm counting on you. I like I got all you.
2: Right. Have a great trip back.
1: All right. I'm going to fuck somebody up now. See you guys soon. Bye, Bye Mike. Bye, hey, Mike. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the pie had like gumbo on it or something.
3: <laughs> oh, gross. Harry okra.
4: I, don't think I love it when, when people use non traditional ingredients in, in that, those ways. It's just fun to try at least. Like crab pizza.
3: Ugh. Yeah, not my fave. No. Look at you haters. Well, they
2: have really good pizza here.
3: Uh, As you heard, it's awesome. It is awesome.
4: It's and awesome. I look we forward outrageous. to eating
3: some.
2: Okay, so you're working on the ghost project. Michael, what do you have coming up?
4: I'm working on D.L. Hughley's book, and I'm putting together my own proposal about the world of succulent plants called God's Mistakes.
2: And what about your rock star bio?
4: By Michaels? Yeah. It'll be in bookstores <laughs> any day now. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah.
2: Well, I just went back and uh, speaking of not everyone deserves to write a memoir. I went through and <laughs> and reread my memoir proposal and I have to rewrite the whole thing. It's really this girl's a bitch. bad. <laughs> what a bitch I hate her. <laughs> it's so boring. Was what was fire. your title, Judy? Bad advice. Oh of course. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. It's about, you know, being an advice column. Which Isn't is. there a show? <laughs> I believe there's a show coming up Isn't called there? Misadvised with the, your, secret crust, your secret crush. Emily um, Morse.
4: Emily Morse. It's it. not a secret. I'm gay for Emily Morse. <laughs> mm. I would love to choke her unconscious. <laughs> oh. Until the blood comes out her eyes. Oh, oh Michael. Oh, you're just jealous. <laughs>
2: We are jealous, and we're almost out of time. Um, do you guys have anything you would like to plug
3: coming up? No, uh, I do have a novel coming out in March. You know, something She's that so I churn jealous. and crank.
2: <laughs> I, I, I feel so out. bad for saying that. now. I'm, oh, I'm writing. Hi, I'm writing copy
3: for a prom website, so <laughs> I'm churning as long as it pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I don't mind not having my name on things. I yeah, do put too. my heart into it, and I'm proud of my work, and I wouldn't want anything of mine that was out there. Even without my name on it to be sub, sub you know subpar quality, yeah, I but no I figure you know
4: do you get paid more when you' when it's it's complete i mean we don't have to get into details, obviously, but if it's if it's just completely ghost
3: uh it really it depends on the project, okay.
4: everything is different uh that's what I figured
3: Snooky pays more than the prom website,
2: I'm pretty sure maybe not <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for
3: coming in we love you, um, Judy. thank you, Judy. <laughs>
2: See you soon.
3: Thank you Michael. <laughs>